and welcome to another episode of Hoarders of Horror. Tonight I have with me Demi God Reviews. Say hi to the folks, Demi. Hey, how you guys doing? Glad to be here. We're so happy that you joined us tonight. So this week we watched The Loved Ones, courtesy of Demi. The Loved Ones was directed and written by Sean Byrne. And the storyline goes, in order to avoid a ghostly figure in the road, high school senior Brent Mitchell wraps his car around a tree, killing his father. Constantly confronted by his mother's emotional collapse after the accident, Brent escapes into a marijuana-fueled world of loud metal music to block the pain and guilt. Dejected and out of sorts, he has a shot at happiness with his girlfriend, Holly, a grounded, caring girl with drop-dead good looks, a dream date for the high school prom. But his plans are ruined by a disturbing series of events that take place under a mirrored disco ball involving pink satin, glitter, syringes, nails, power drills, and a secret admirer. Brent has become the prom king at a macabre, sadistic event where he is the entertainment. So now this movie actually got some decent reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. It got a 98%. And on IMDb, though, it got a 6.6. But um, yeah, let's talk about The Loved Ones. Demi, why did you pick this movie? So I picked The Loved Ones because you ever go downstairs to the living room when your family's watching something and something just naturally catches your attention every once in a while that the loved ones was on and i was like this movie look kind of look kind of decent what's going on here and i just see the prom scene where like a lot of the the macabre to quote the uh the article you were reading the macabre effects were happening and i was like whoa it's uh it's getting spicy and i sat down and I was I was normally getting the drink was go back to play my Xbox or whatever, but I I grabbed the drink I sat down I was like, huh, you have my attention, and yeah. normally that doesn't happen for most movies or TV or anything like that unless it really grabs me in the first ten to fifteen seconds. Yeah. So at that point, did you rewatch the movie from the beginning? Was it already you know? At the beginning, because I kind of felt like things started very early on in the movie. Mm-hmm. But did you feel that way through throughout the whole movie? Did it keep your attention the whole time? I watched what I came downstairs to, but mm-hmm. then I rewatched it again at, for myself to understand what was going on fully. Yeah. And there's some stuff that, like, doesn't fit the beginning. Okay. But... Everything after the mountain climbing scene is what tends to piece everything together for me. Okay. All right. So let's start from the beginning. So this film takes place in Australia. And at the start of the movie, we start on a road. And the movie starts with their intro song. And it transitions into an old male character singing along with the song. So in my head, I'm thinking, ah, road trip. Okay. Mm. You know, you know, it, it seems to be... Uh, a father and a son road trip. Then we see this disheveled, battered man kind of limping, walking along, you know, in the middle of the road. And so the one character swerves and hits a tree, which leads to what we later find out is the death of his father. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought, you know, that kind of took me off guard. You know, I was a little startled. I was expecting, especially because of the song that they chose, I was expecting kind of like a happy, campy, you know, type of beginning. I wasn't expecting to be hit with death so soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we see the main character, the the guy who was behind the wheel, um, you know, he's with his friend and they're asking, you know, people on, people on dates. Again... <laughs> I, this isn't really my type of movie. I'm not really into the whole, you know, prom and kind of like what we later find out is just going to turn into like this torture film. Mm-hmm. And then at first I thought, uh, is this going to be like a Carrie type of thing? 
Did you get that vibe at all? Like when you went back to rewatch it? When I see, I I have an issue with the prom point myself. Yeah. I, I thought it was gonna be like Carrie because uh-huh. it's heavily like, and imp- like introduced as like the main plot point. Okay. And what I thought is prom is just like a regular high school dance, and I think that's what bothered me the most. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's prom. Then it turns out to be just end of the year dance. Maybe because we celebrate prom so differently up here in the states. Okay. That's why I was expecting like something more extravagant. When it's really just a regular high school dance for seniors. Yeah. Like, my thing is, I don't have, like, I I don't hate Carrie. Like, I love Carrie. I just didn't want to see, like, a remake of Carrie. I didn't want to see the sequel to Carrie either. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. And then we see this young woman who appears really shy, you know, and she approaches who we know is Brent, you know, the main mm-hmm. character, Brent. And, you know, she asked him uh, to the prom. And he says, you know, no, I'm going with Holly. Holly's his girlfriend. And, you know, and I understood that, you know. it's And I feel like, I feel like the girl, uh, her name's Lola. I feel like Lola knew, like Lola knew that he had a girlfriend. And so it was reasonable to me that he would say, yeah, no, like, you know, I'm going, I'm going to the prom with my girlfriend. So from there, I didn't really think a big deal out of it. You know, I didn't make a big deal out of it. I just figured, okay, some girl acts into the prom and he says no. And then that's the end of it. But what I thought was really weird was when they transitioned from um, him saying no to her and to him being in the car with his girlfriend. Yes. And he's like, you know, guess who asked me to the prom? And now him and his girlfriend is like playing this guessing game while they're making out and having sex. For me, I felt like that transition was really weird and like super drawn out. It it was weird and the transition was rough. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they were getting off. But that's what I wanted to say. I didn't know they were getting off to the humiliation because that seems to be a reoccurring theme in this movie. Humiliation seems to be the key thing mm-hmm. in this film if you pay attention to it. Yeah. So him saying, Guess who guess who asked me out to prom? And she's just like, Well, tell me. And then like it just it just keeps getting mm-hmm. weirdly kinky, I guess. I don't know. Like I don't know how to put it. Wait, do you think like they are you implying that they were getting off on like the idea of who was asking him? Who yes. asked him? Huh. I didn't really think about it in that way. So, I didn't really think about it in that way. Yeah, that scene. She's she, she constantly asks him, Who do you well, he keeps asking, like, oh, who do you think who who asked me to prom? And She's like, tell me, tell me. But every time that Holly would ask who Brent did, like it would shift into something else or they would change into a position. Yeah. And Brent's teasing her like, hey, I'm not going to tell you what you can keep doing is this act. And as it goes deeper, Brent's still holding it in. And he tells Holly like, hey, she has nothing on you or she doesn't compare to you. Hmm. Okay. I could say that. Yeah, I I definitely didn't I definitely didn't see see it in that way. I just thought, yeah, this is really weird. <laughs> but um I was like, "Oh my gosh, please, like just l- let us get out of this car." Um but yeah, so we we they do reveal to us, you know, in the in that sex scene when he takes off his shirt that his body is covered in razor marks. Mm-hmm. So not only is his body covered in razor marks, but he also has, you know, this razor that's hanging down, you know, um, from a necklace. So clearly this kid is going through it. He goes home and we are introduced to his mother. So it seems like it's been it's been six months since the accident. Yeah, just about. Um, since, yeah. Six months since the death of his father, and the mom is 
you know, she's she's clearly concerned and worried. And I got to say, I don't know who all these actors are, but I feel like it's very telling. It's very telling how good an actor is by the way that they're able to communicate to you without words. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like she had this very disheveled look, you know, on her face. She 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 really nailed the concern, you know. And so, I don't know. I felt like she communicated a lot with saying very little. And it just looked very natural. And I really like that about, I really like that about the short time that we see her on scene with the, with Brent when she tries to figure out you know, who's taking you guys to this prom? Who's driving, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one thing about this scene that I really like, yeah. I like the reclusiveness of it, like the loud metal, the dark room, him yeah. to himself. And I like the argument that ensues because yeah. it's still showing his fear of cars yeah. as he personally won't drive himself. And I just... The, the look on both Brent and his mother as they're talking about it, they yeah. both look terrified. Brent especially. And I thought that emotional capture and that reiteration of, hey, this this happened. And I want you to know that this happened. And you can see the look on his face. I, I, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, even not just the way that the room itself looks, but also their positioning. You know, like she's you know, her body language, her, you know, she's closer to the door than she is to him. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I'm worried about you, but I understand that we are, we're both dealing with this the way that we're dealing with it. And we can't physically get too close to each other at this point, you mm-hmm. know, in time. And so you also see in his response to her that he's still carrying that guilt, right? Because he, because she talks about, um, how his girlfriend isn't experienced enough to to drive them to the prom. And then, you know, he goes to say, well, you know, like I wasn't experienced, you know, and that's why dad died. And so even while she's not attempting to, I deep down feel like she wasn't trying to blame him, but because he has so much unprocessed guilt, you know, he he takes on that guilt and feels like, Oh, she's blaming me, blaming me. So yes. they clearly need therapy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I, I do like that you pointed out the music. I I did I really enjoyed the move the music in the movie, but at some point later down the line, I felt like it was just too on the head. Did you feel that way at any point? I felt like it fit the scenes greatly. <laughs> but they were just doing too much, though. Like, like especially, like, we won't go too that far in, but for that one song where she's like, you know, am I not pretty enough? Oh, and God, like, yes. Playing <laughs> and playing it and playing it. And then when she... Okay, we're not gonna go. We that can't, far, we can't go that far just yet. But I will bring it back up. Where it's just like, can we stop? Like all the, and it's just like I, I, I will say, early on, I really liked the way that they use music to convey the emotions, specifically the scene after she he has the conversation with his mom, mm-hmm. and he just storms out, and he's walking down the street, and he's like holding the razor blade. And he's like, you know, pre- um, squeezing it between his palm, mm-hmm. and like you hear that music, and like it matches, you know, his pacing. It matches, like you know, the feelings that he's trying to convey. And then it transitions to Holly, you know, looking at herself in the mirror, and the music is all dainty and sweet and happy, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's all sunshines and daisies, and you know. So I did like that kind of transition you know that the way that they compared the two but after some point i was like okay we get it and then they just kept doing it and doing it i was like okay let's that's enough like i'm good i don't want to hear this song anymore (laughs) um but yeah yeah I'm, i'm glad that you feel the same way about this song now i gotta say 
the scene when he ends up in like that rocky mountain area has got to be my favorite scene in the yes. whole movie. Um, for me, I felt like you could see the the internal conflict when he ends up climbing. You know, he ends up climbing the the mountain, mm-hmm. and he's kind of sort of dangling there, mouth open, eyes closed, and you know, for a moment you think like okay, is this dude going to jump? But I mean, you know, like off of like everything we've seen, like as far as the trailer, okay, he's not going to jump. But in the moment you feel like he is. And, you know, again, like this is what I mean about characters and their ability to communicate with us without words. Like Mm -hmm. you can see the relief on his face, that feeling of I could just let it all go in this moment right now. And he almost falls, and then we see the shock on his face, the shock, the fear, and he pulls himself up. Because he does want to live, you know? He just wants the pain to stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you saw the same thing or if you you felt something different about that scene. I enjoyed that scene because you could see the uh, the climax emotions on his face. Yeah. And it felt like at one point, yeah, he he was discussing internally, like, man, I could just drop off this mountain. My dog ain't gonna have nobody like to take care of. And you know, I could be all right. I could let the pain go away. I could be with my dad or whatever. Cause that that's the thing. I felt like that's what they were trying to convey. Like, if I just drop, I can be with my dad again and we can reunite. But he's fighting to survive and fighting to live. And and the shock of him coming back and the the surprise like hey i didn't drop i caught myself and whatnot yeah. it's it's one of those emotional scenes without being too emotional and it's it's yeah. a scene that shows like he's trying to free himself but has this internal battle of i want to be alive and be there for my mom and, and my girlfriend but i could also just let it all go and go be in my pops right now and i, and I love that scene particularly because of that reason right there so it, it hit deep. It hit deep for me because I've been yeah. in that shoe before. Like, I I know what that feels like. Yeah, yeah. So after that point, he pulls himself up, and we see this unknown person behind him. And at first, I'm thinking, you know, in a lot of these types of movies a friend that they know kind of pops up behind them and tries to startle them. And I'm thinking, oh, this is, you know, a friend that's like messing around. <laughs> but, you know, that is not the case. Not because all. the next thing that we see is the cloth and the chloroform comes out and somebody is dragging this dude away. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting that. Not so soon because, but then again, um, I do want to know that this movie is 84 minutes long. So it's an hour and like 24 minutes. And so, they, they convey a lot in a short amount of time. They do. And I will add to that, that I feel that the movie felt so much longer than it actually is. Yes. It felt so much longer. And now that I think about it, that might be a good thing. That might be a that might be a redeeming quality for the movie for me because I'm gonna put it out there right now. I did not like this movie. Mm. <laughs> I hated the movie. So so far I've been sharing like I like this and I like that and this scene was really good, but overall I did not like the movie. And I got to say, I had to stop myself. I had to stop several times to, like, take a break to be able to continue the movie. Mm-hmm. And while that's not a good thing for me, for somebody that wants to just be able to sit there and watch the movie all the way through, I got to say that might be a redeeming quality for the movie itself because of the fact that they do... If you're into torture and pain, they do that very well, okay? So if you want to watch some torture porn, (laughs) they do that very well. And it's so drawn out where it's like, I feel like I'm being tortured. (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm I'm there, I'm being tortured. And 
you know, it just felt very real. And so I felt that they did, they, they did that very well. Did you get to that point where certain moments had you clench up a little bit? Yes. I just, I just, I just couldn't, but. Just, oh my God. Yeah. But let's go back a little bit. So he's dragged away. He's pulled, he's pulled away by somebody, you know, and mind you, right before that mom calls, he doesn't pick up. Mm-hmm. Right. Mom calls, he doesn't pick up. And, you know, we already know that this mom is a very concerned mom. She he call, she calls, he doesn't pick up. So she naturally goes to look for him. And she knows exactly where to go, which I thought was a really great, you know, a really great detail to add because she clearly knows her son. So she goes and she's looking for him. And, you know, she there's there's no sign of him. So she, you know, she leaves and... You know, then we we see that Brent's dog comes back and the dog is stabbed. And I'm yeah. like, who the hell stabs a dog? You got to be relentless to even hurt an animal, honestly. Yeah. I was like, who the hell stabs a dog? And so <sighs> we then see Brent again and he is knocked out cold in the back of, you know, some man's car. And then we see we see the man on on screen for a little bit, and then Lola comes, and Lola is the girl who had originally asked Brent to go to the prom with him, with her, and she said, and he said no. <laughs> so mm-hmm. right then and there, I was like, "Is that her dad? Did you figure out right then and there that I was her dad before it was mentioned?" It, it it pieces together. It kind of comes one to one with the way they talk to each other in that scene. Yeah. You know, and they're just very... It's creepy. Yeah. They're just very, like, nonchalant and just kind of like, did you use... Like, you know, she's like, he looks dead. Is he dead? And then, like, the dad checks and then <laughs> he's like, Oh no, there he is. And then Lola leans over to his chest and she starts making like the heartbeat sound like ba bum ba bum ba and I'm just like what is about to happen to this child? Cuz he is a child, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I'm just like I just felt like this kid already went through enough, you know, from the car accident and you know his father dying. Th- that's enough. I don't feel like he needs to, he needed to go through anything else. And so when that happened, I was, I felt like the other thing that made me disappointed was I felt like there was more of a, I felt like there should have been more of a reason, but I guess, you know, movies are going to do what they're going to do. Right. Writers are going to do what they're going to do. And it doesn't have to completely make sense or align with what I think it should have been. Yeah. But I just kept thinking, did he do something to her? And then I even kind of flash back to when he was do, playing the guessing game with his girlfriend, Holly. And she was and right think, there. Yeah. And I was just kind of thinking, you know, did they play some kind of high school prank on her that like completely destroyed her? You know, I just kept thinking there had to be something else aside from this kid just saying no i don't want to go to prom with you you know but yeah there wasn't (laughs) there was no other reason and you know we find out that lola and her dad they're crazy they're actually crazy and so i guess they don't need a reason right the reason the reason is is kind of just i have a crush on him i want him Mm -hmm. but he said no so now I have to have him and nobody else can have him. Yeah. That's that's kind of the the driving factor behind it. I I, I completely agree with you because nothing nothing of actual damage is done besides a no. Yeah. But I mean, exactly what I just said though. She's crazy. I mean, that's that's crazy thinking there. It oh definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But I, I would like more of a a reason for the crazy to unlock, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. 
and we do we do learn more about Lola and how her brain works, especially with that song that they keep playing. Oh, that song. Know? Am I not pretty enough? And I'm like, please God, hey. stop it. I was like, please God, stop it. And so we they take Brent from the trunk to you know to their house, you know, and they they they're showing us Lola's room, and they have these Barbie dolls. And I don't know if you noticed, but like some of those Barbie dolls were in some interesting positions yes that yes yes and i felt like that was important to know i was like what's going on with these baby dolls and why are they in like sex positions and yeah there's a lot to process with that scene yeah it quite a bit from the song okay first of all let's start with the song because the song is one of the 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 most bothersome things Mm -hmm. it's 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 cringy it, it doesn't ring on the ears. It, it's actually a pretty terrible song if you listen to it. And then, not only that, but the dolls are in various positions. But if you look at the book that Lola is like opening up her journal, yeah. she has various pictures and various cutout like graphics that most you know younger girls or teenage girls would do back yeah. in like two thousand or so. Cause this yeah. is that that kind of book is dated. I don't see many girls doing that now, especially in the internet era. Exactly. I was like, "Girl, is this what we're doing?" So, <laughs> so I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah." So I, I definitely I noticed the book. I noticed the dolls, and then towards the end of the the song, the dad comes in and he's holding you know a bag and. You know, in the bag, they uh, she pulls out a dress and some heels, and he's about to leave. And you know, she's like, "No, no, no!" Like, you know, let me know how it fits. And I'm like, "Is this the direction we're going? Is this what we're doing?" Yeah. You know, because we then see like the dad is kind of looking at her body, and it's like, "Oh my God, please, let's not do this." It it, it went down a dark place I wasn't expecting. I don't know that I would say I wasn't expecting it, especially because, you know, the dad being so willing to like, you know, get the the kid and put him in the trunk. Like he's he's really invested in his daughter. And it just seemed like he would do anything to please her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. My my mind I don't know if this is telling of me or how I wanted the movie to go. But my mind was like, oh, yeah, this this ain't their first rodeo, that they've done this before. And partially, this has gotten deeper than they want to talk about a show in this movie. I I definitely agree. Because after that scene, we then go into what seems to be the dining room area, and they Brent is in a suit. I'm like, they dressed this man while he was knocked out. <laughs> so that's a lot of effort. Yeah, Brent is in a suit, and he's tied up at the table. And there's this other woman, you know, that's also at the uh, at the table. And at the time, I was like, I'm guessing that was her mom, and she kind of had a hole in her head. And I was like, oh my God, what have they been doing to this lady? And yeah, I don't, like at first I thought, I was like, were they using cigarette butts on her head repeatedly over and over? You know, but, you know, we later find out, you know, what that was. Mm-hmm. Was <laughs> yeah. cigarette butts even do that kind of damage? But this is why I was thinking maybe they, maybe it was repeatedly using it like over time you know, that they were just using that. But because the hole, did, you know, I don't want to talk about the hole that was in this lady's head. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of what I thought. And I was just, I don't want to watch this movie no more. <laughs> Get me out of here. Me, this is where we got to the fun stuff. <laughs> the fun stuff. Y- y'all hear this? The, the fun, fun stuff. stuff. No. Listen, oh, my God. This is, this is where I was like, huh. Now you have is me. Is this the part that made you want to keep watching? This is actually, because I came down a little bit early. I came down around the time he was rock climbing, but this is what I was like, huh? Mm-mm. Well, how do you do there? Mm-mm. So, 
Does she inject detergent into his neck? Is it detergent or is it bleach? It's bleach. It looks like detergent, but it's bleach. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she injects bleach into this man's neck in order to, I guess that's to make it so that he's not able to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Because then she gets into this sing-songy kind of vibe with her dad saying like, we can't hear you. And I'm just like, oh my God. They're really enjoying this. Enjoying this quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. And they're taking photos. They inject this man's neck with bleach and they're taking family photos. Yeah. 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 And not to mention, Lola picks on the older woman at the table too. Yeah. And that's what I was saying as far as like we learn more about Lola because she even asked her dad, you know, who's prettier, you know, me or bright eyes? Referring to the woman, the the older woman is bright eyes. And, you know, the dad tries to say, oh, well, you know, you're both pretty. And so, you know, the the older woman is unresponsive, you know, and my guess is they just, they've been torturing this woman for a while. And so... Lola then says, you know, you better not get too skinny or, you know, daddy won't like you anymore. And she starts force feeding her chicken and milk (laughs) (laughs) of all all combinations, chicken and milk. Like, honestly, I felt like that was the real horror of it all. Yes. And it was baked chicken. Yes, big. Ch- oh my god, that chicken looks so nasty. It, it oh man, I, I was like, ugh. I was like, what kind of gas station chicken? <laughs> it was terrible. I felt so bad for this old lady. Oh god, I'm like, who eats chicken and milk? That's that's the winning combination. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's that's the killer's combination right there. <laughs> oh man. And then she tries to force feed Brent the chicken and milk. <laughs> so, I have a problem with this scene. Why? The 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 it, it comes in full cycle again. The humiliation thing that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Because after she tries to feed Brent the chicken, yeah, she puts her finger in his mouth. Yes, oh and God. she's just like, suck it. And I'm watching, and I'm like, is this about to turn into something else again? And she she's getting off to it, literally. And the father gets jealous. And I'm like, oh, my God. And she stops. So I feel like it, there's like this, there's like also like this power play kind of going on. Mm-hmm. Where it's like she's doing just enough. So I feel like deep down, she really wants her dad. Yes. And that didn't click until like right this moment. I was like, she wants her dad. It's like she's doing just enough to rile her dad up. And I just, I I hate, I hate these type of movies. I really do. I was like, why is she making this man suck on her finger right now? Is this making my stomach hurt? And all the milk. <laughs> and she starts. She drinks a whole cup of milk afterwards. Yeah. Because Brent says, "Like you know, I gotta pee." Yeah. And and <sighs> that theme, that theme comes up again. Yeah. And I'm like, humiliation is the theme of this movie, or at least one of the underlying themes. And in that scene where she's counting to make Brent go, I'm like, oh, I. This is so weird. And threatening, threatening him, saying, you know, daddy will nail your penis to the chair if you don't pee by the count of 10. Again, if you like torture porn, this is free. Like, I'm sure that this move, there's an audience for this movie. It, it just ain't me. <laughs> it, there's an audience. It just ain't me. But it's Demi. Demi loves this movie. <laughs> and normally I don't go for movies like this. Which is interesting. Yeah. I just, no. So, yeah, so he does manage to pee. He, you know, he pees by the time, you know, she she hits 
you know, I believe she she hits one. Yeah. And then, you know, the dad's kind of like, because, huh, you know, he was ready. He was ready with that hammer and that nail, mm-hmm. you know. And after that point, Brent manages to push Lola um, against the table and runs off. Yes. You know, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, is he going to get away? Is he going to get away? And then but then I thought about, you know, a scene in the trail. I'm like, crap, no, he's going to end up right back in there. But, you know, I was hopeful for a moment. And, you know, he he ends up getting stuck in a tree and Lola and her dad, they're just throwing rocks at this man. Can I say I hate that scene? You do? I hate that scene. He has potential to run. He does. And you go on a tree. He does. And you get knocked out the tree. Yeah. By a rock. <laughs> yeah. But then I but then I don't know how the neighborhoods are out there in Australia. It definitely seemed like it was one of those the houses are really far apart in this area. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even still, like I would take my chance on the road. In hopes that somebody would see me. Yeah. Not on a tree in the back of the house of the people that were holding me, you know, against my will. (laughs) But where's where's the kangaroos? Like, where's the wildlife? I I don't there's no wildlife around here, except for the people, it seems so. (laughs) (laughs) So as you said, man's get knocked out of the tree. And they drag him back into the house. And this scene, I had to pause. I love this scene for a reason. Why? It shows his pain threshold and what he what he can take. It definitely does. For can I can I narrate this part? Go for ahead. for those listening, Brent is a trooper as Lola and her father drag him back into the house, ties him back down to the chair takes his shoes off and beats his feet with a hammer and, and, and a knife. Yes, on both feet. Both feet. And as the father is just hitting his feet consistently, Lola is sitting in Brent's lap telling him to cry. And yeah. for some reason, this scene, I was like, oh, yeah, this, this is where our protagonist is about to turn up. Lola is telling Brent to cry. And Brent is looking her dead set, dead locked, eye to eye, like, I'm not going. No tears. No tears. No upsets. No jerks. No nothing. Just mm-hmm. pure feet. Yeah. And they hammered both of those knives clean through man's feet. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh clean through not know just enough to have it you know where his feet stays planted they nailed both knives straight through his feet and I knew that I was not going to have the stomach for this (laughs) that's what had me more interested oh my god (laughs) (laughs) I just so was this was this the moment where you had to stop for a while like yeah, I had to stop here too. I like I said, I stopped several. I stopped several times. It's <laughs> understandable for the gas station chicken because I would have stopped there too. I don't like these type of. I don't like these types of movies where I love horror, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't like, you know, for instance, I don't know if you've ever watched Hostel. Yes. Where you know they have like. They go across. I don't. I don't remember exactly where they go, but Americans go overseas, and then they end up being um, taken into this place where people buy them, and they're able to like torture them in these rooms. Yes, 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 yes. I can't do it. I can't do movies like Hostel. I can't do movies like Saw. Like it just doesn't sit right with me. So your gore has to be gory for a reason. Yeah, not only gory for a re- gory for a reason, it also has to be quick. Like if you're gonna uh, kill the character, just do it quickly, you know? Yeah. Like I don't mind like, you know, Jason and like, you know, the um 
or like Chucky or, you know, I'm not a big Chucky fan, but if I wanted to watch a character die, <laughs> I would just want it to be swift. You wanted you know? to, you wanted to get it over with and yeah. let's get back to the movie. Yes. I like the shocks, you know, I like the surprises and the, you know, jump scares and things like that. I don't like the draw. Now I'm going to like peel your flesh and drill holes into your, like, I'm just, no. <laughs> Uh, and that's understandable. Um, like I said, this is, I, I don't normally go for things like this. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it drew my attention, it, it, it speaks volumes. Because stuff like Hostel and a lot of Eli Roth movies don't pull me in. Because they're usually gory for no particular reason. Yeah. And when I told you I was mad at you, I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Well, how does that one mean? Go, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Why did Debbie do this to me? Why did this man do this to me? <sighs> well, had I known, I would have been like, well, you know. Well, no, no, see, but sometimes we gotta we gotta talk about the things we don't like, right? We gotta review movies that we don't we don't necessarily like. Yes. We won't know unless we watch them. So. As a reviewer, I reviewed <laughs> plenty of games that I did not like. And yeah. It's just one of those things. Yeah, yeah. All right. So <sighs> Brent survives, you know, getting the knives hammered through his feet. And uh, Lola shows us. So before we saw the book in her room where she had pictures of like male bodies and things like that. But now she's showing our her kill book. Mm-hmm. And she started very young. Mm-hmm. I was shocked when I saw pictures of her with her victims and she didn't look any older than nine in the earliest picture. She's been securing these kills for a while. But it's like, how does a person get into something like, and that's why I'm also wondering about the dad, like. Yes. She seems like she's the one in control, but. I feel like a kid's got to learn that from somewhere. The kid has to learn it from the dad. The dad is now doing this to feed her ego and her lust. Yeah. Because nine is killing a nine. Not even our, our, our Titans of horror started that young. Mm. I just. And when I saw those pictures, I started to feel, I started feeling a sense of hopelessness. I started to get afraid. I was starting to really get afraid that maybe this was going to be one of those movies where the killers get away with it and Brent was actually going to die. Yes. And they do a really good job of portraying that. Yeah. And that's what I like about this movie. Sometimes they show that, hey, your favorite may not survive this. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're going we're going to fast forward some towards like closer to to the end of the movie where things really start getting unbearable at least for me. <laughs> <laughs> was so it seems like with all their victims they have this process of and this goes back to the hole that we saw in yes. the older woman on the older woman's head. So it seems like they have this process of drilling holes into their victims' heads and then pouring what seemed to be, was it hot water? It's a chemical solution that seems to um, stop like your movement. At least from what I see, like, if they Is it pour- to help their movement, or it's? I feel like I would have compared it to like a lobotomy. I think that's what it is because once yeah. that once that's poured, because the dad gets pretty pissed, like the fact yeah. that Lola misses Brent's head when she's pouring. Yeah, I think they are doing like liquid lobotomies. Yeah, yeah, and what made that scene worse for me was the fact that, as you said, she misses. And she tells the dad, the hole's not big enough, make it bigger. And the dad actually drills 
even more into Brent's head and it felt like forever. And this is what I was saying. That dread. It felt like forever. I just, I, I felt like I was in the chair, you know? I'll say this. Yeah. Crunch is what actually got me. I had to turn my volume down. So I didn't even hear that. Oh, I was I was listening with the uh, hyper X's that I wear, oh, uh-uh. and it just it, you heard the the crackle and the oh gristle. Oh my god! Please, please, <laughs> too much, too much, too much. God. My apologies, but you heard it. And then I, t- I was like, "This scene is still going." It's oh yeah, still going. And then like they have like they added some effect where like the whole screen was shaking while like mm. Brent was like screaming. And then at that point, it, like Brent just went super saiyan and was <laughs> like, "No more!" And he manages to break away and grabs the power tool. And I'm like, yes, you know, in that moment, I just, I'm like, oh my God, there's, there's a chance. And, but I'm like, oh my God, but he has like these knives that are like hammered into his feet. And this is what, again, like his, his pain threshold, it's like, you know, being able to get those knives out and to have the power drill and to take the knife out of his feet. And he like repeatedly stabs the dad in the neck. Yes. And I was like, that's what you get. Like, yes. I was happy about that one. I jumped out my chair. I, I jumped out my chair physically. I was, I, yeah. I was excited. Yeah. I, w- I was so happy about that one. And, oh, my goodness. You know, and so dad is dying. And Brent tackles him and, like, pushes him into this open type of bunker it underground whatever they had on the floor of like their living room or dining room and there are people down there the victims are still down there i was thinking that they just killed the people but they actually keep these people and i that was a really painful scene for me because I could only imagine how long these people were down there because we then see like these mountains of bones down there. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, that's a tough scene. It's tough for a multitude of reasons. For one, they've been down there longer than we think. Yeah. Especially if it was one of the the kids, that kid we saw in the first picture. And I think like if, he escaped. Well, one of the guys did escape. Mind you, I do want to mention, while we're focusing on this story, there's a whole other thing going on at the prom. Yes, and that's one of my favorite moments of this movie. <laughs> there's a whole other thing going on at the prom, but that's another thing that I... That I don't know. I kind of feel like it made me not like the movie even more because I was just like, I don't see the point of this. I guess the point is kind of showing you the difference between how Brent's prom night is going and how his friend's prom night is going. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I was just like, they could have left that out completely. Yeah, because it felt like added padding for the movies yeah. one time. They could have completely left that out, which which is why I was just like, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to address it. But yeah, there's a bunch of people under their house with mountains of bones from you know whatever they've been feeding them, you know, carcasses and whatever rodents they find along the road. I don't think it's just carcasses though. I, I I think it's I think it's people. Yeah, I think so too. I think I did see some like human remains down there. Yeah, as well. yeah, <sighs> yeah. So the people that were under the house, they actually they eat the dad, you know, and rightfully so, you know. <laughs> I don't Just know if they it. have any type of like understanding or comprehension left to know, like, yeah, this was the person who hurt me. I think it was just more of a. Maybe they don't get fed enough, and it was just like, yeah, we're going to eat. Oh, they was definitely malnourished. Yeah, they, they definitely were. Definitely malnourished. They yeah. they flocked to the dad so fast. Yeah. 
So after this point, we see that um, a cop is contacted. <laughs> and I thought that this scene was just so stupid. <laughs> I was just like, are you, are you kidding me? So this uh. cop goes to the house. You know, I guess, you know, he gets a tip, I believe, from Holly. Mm -hmm. He goes to the house. He sees that the, the floor is covered in blood. And, you know, I was like, don't be stupid enough to knock on the door and expecting, you know, for somebody to answer the door. So I was like, okay, he doesn't knock. But he breaks the glass to open the door, doesn't call for backup, doesn't do anything aside from, yeah, I'm going to break this glass, open the door, go in there. He sees the open bunker. And he stands there and Brent can't speak because, you know, he has bleach, you know, in his neck. And he, he tries to signal do, but it's too late. He freaking gets a kitchen knife to the face. Mm. And I'm just like, that death could have been completely avoided. But I mean, isn't that like many horror movie deaths? You know, we always feel like <laughs> that could have been avoided. But hey, now the cop is dead. And Lola's like, you know what? I'm going to go kill your mom. And I'm gonna go stab your girlfriend. And she's dedicated. She yeah. She leaves, but she makes the mistake of leaving the bunker open. But I guess she feels like, eh, he's not gonna be able to get out. But, you know, Brent is a survivor. And a rock climber. Yes, he Full is. Full circle. You see where I we're going. Think about that. He is a rock climber. And he climbs. Now, this is what bothered me about that scene because he definitely stacks some bodies to get up there. Well, I'm skipping ahead. As he's down there, he catches some bodies. Yeah, he does. Brent literally kills most of those um, survivors. Yeah. Those feral ghouls. And I'm like, how much strength does Brent have at this point to where he's killing a multitude of people while having holes in his feet? Yes. No voice. And has been and has a hole in his head. Just how much adrenaline is running in, in your body at that point? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know that I would have survived. I I don't know that I would have survived. Yeah, Brent is a fighter, and you know, he's he's a cutter. So it's like we know, like he has a history of inflicting pain on himself, and so he also built that you know built that threshold. But is it enough for exactly not like that? <laughs> there, there's a certain point. The knives in the feet, I'm like, okay, cool. You got a, you got enough adrenaline in your body to survive that. But the hole in your head, the shock would have kicked in so fast. Yeah. Mm -mm. Oh, my God. I don't know how he did it. It's that but gas he gets station out. Chicken. Oh, my God. Not the gas station chicken. <laughs> but he gets out. He gets out, and he takes the cop car. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Demi. <sighs> And he, he catches Lola in a beautiful scene of running her over. Yeah, but not before Lola does actually attempt to kill Holly. And I actually really like that scene. Again, I felt like this movie, this movie allows you to feel like you're really immersed. Mm -hmm. And so I felt very immersed in that scene with Lola and Holly and her fighting in the car and wiggling and trying not to get stabbed. I felt like I was trying to not get stabbed, you know, like between getting stabbed and getting shot, like just shoot me. Were you wiggling also? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my God, I was like, please don't <laughs> stab her. And so like, and then she like falls off the other end of like the other side of the car. And I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's. Lola gonna get the knife and it's gonna stab her and it's gonna be too late but 
Holly takes off running. Lola's running after her. And that's when Brant swerves and hits Lola and then backs into her. And a beautiful, if there's one thing about this movie, it tends to full cycle everything. Yeah. And was she singing that? Was she, was that song playing? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> it full circles everything and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. This movie was stressful. It, it made you feel almost that the villains were going to win. Yeah, it did. It did. It did that very well. Can I ask you one thing before we what? move on? What? Why did Lola not just take the car? You know what? You know what? You're right. I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. How How crazy of a killer do you have to be? You're just in the street, knife in hand, prom dress bloody you're padding your feet to success i'm gonna kill your mom and your girlfriend but i'm gonna take hours to get there yeah i i do not know or even her yeah like i I do not know i do not know but i'm glad i'm glad she did it and i'm glad she got run over because she was doing too much because this dude (laughs) said no to the prom like I need you to get it together. It's- so, Brent gets his girlfriend and they go home. And I gotta say, this scene in particular was very anti-climactic. Anti-climactic to me because... Mm-hmm. The mom's face just seemed so empty. Like, yeah, she hugged him, but I just felt like it was almost like the actor was just waiting for the movie to be done. Like, oh my God, how long, how much longer I'm going to be on this set? Time for me to go. I'm hungry. Time to take my lunch break. I thought she would have been more emotional for the fact that he's been missing and you see him. in blood and. His his feet are open. Yeah. And there's no cry session. There's no there's no big hug. There's no massive reveal. In fact, I, I would have at least wanted to see even his friend come to. I wonder, like, I haven't seen Brent. I haven't seen Holly. And, and something comes from that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So we're at the end here. What would you rate this movie? Let me let me put on my my patented demigod reviews voice. <clears throat> I would give the loved ones a three point five out of five. A three point five out of five. Yeah. Mm, okay. All right. I will say after talking about the movie with you, I can I see more high points, but. For me, because of my personal taste, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to give this movie a 1.5 out of 5. Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh. I'm not about that torture porn life, okay? I'm not either. I don't know, man. I don't I'm, know. I enjoy... Okay, so I enjoy the art of a great killing if that makes uh-huh. sense mm-hmm. there was some art in there already and a lot of milk yeah, oh and, and a lot of chicken <laughs> mm-hmm. no but i enjoy <laughs> the art of a great killing and not even the build-up intention to what could have been to brent is yeah. what you know i enjoyed the most there was an unnecessary death with the cop but the the struggle and and the the overcome for Brent was like yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know, man. For me, it's definitely a one point five out of five. Plus, we we didn't even talk about his friend. His friend. His friend is as a survivor. Mm, I guess. His friend 
is such a dweeb, but he he did it. If anybody wins this movie, it's that guy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. I think that's enough for the loved ones, guys. (laughs) I think this is it for for tonight. What do you think, Demi? I mean, we do have some gas station chicken. No, no more gas station chicken, please. I'm pouring up a cup of milk right now. Mm -mm. Oh, no. Mm Mm-mm. Bonnie, it's in the fridge. Just turn around. I'm good. good. All right, guys. So that is it for tonight's episode. If you check out the loved ones, please let us know. Um, If you've already seen it and maybe you feel differently than how I felt, you know, definitely let us know uh, in the comments on, on Twitter. And yeah, definitely follow us on Twitter at Hoarders Pod. And we're also going to be linking Demi's Demi's links as well if you want to check him out. Again, that's Demigod Reviews. I am so happy that you joined us tonight. And I'm I'm really happy that we got to check out your movie, even though it wasn't my taste. I'm but glad to be it, here. Yeah, it, it was definitely interesting to check something out that's definitely outside of my personal taste. You know, um, I actually wouldn't mind coming back because I have quite the horror repertoire okay okay we'll definitely discuss that we'll definitely discuss that and um yeah guys definitely check us out and let us know how you feel about the episode peace bye z's <laughs>